everybody. Welcome back to the Busy Blooming Podcast. My name is Tess. I'm Alexis. And we're your hosts of this podcast. If you guys are new, Busy Blooming is not just a podcast. And if you aren't new, you've heard this intro like 13 times. You're probably like, we get it. Stop. (laughs) Move on. We know what Busy Blooming is, okay? (laughs) But if this is your first time listening, Busy Blooming is a community and a network for women in their 20s and or women in post-grad. We have a lot going on. We have a Facebook group, an Instagram, a LinkedIn, a blog. There's a lot to the community, so make sure to join and be a part of it. Meet everybody in the community, post on our Facebook, and there's a lot coming, so stay tuned so mysterious yeah secret projects yeah just <laughs> have so many secret projects on the go <laughs> in today's episode we have jenna hong on the podcast i'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode it was such a fun recording it was just like a genuine like chat and we talked about working a very corporate job the idea of working a nine to five in your 20s um work from home tips and being independent in a long-term relationship so it was a super fun episode and stay tuned for that but before we get into it we want to hear from you guys in the community as always the beginning of the episode we like to hear from you hear your thoughts your opinions on this week's topics okay if you guys want to be part of the intros follow us on instagram at busy blooming with two g's you know the drill I actually DM the person with the busy blooming with one G. You did? Did not hear back. <laughs> oh my god. Do they even post on it? No, it's just like a dead account. So they probably it's probably like a spam. I know. Account. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of fake accounts. Mm-hmm. Oh I, my god, yeah. I cannot. I had three fake accounts made this week on my Instagram. Like I'm That's crazy. I'm unwell. I know, and I felt so bad because I hope no one fell for it, but it was like, yeah, I, like some of the accounts had the same amount of followers almost as I did. So it looked so real. Like they copied all my pictures, my bio, and then they were like DMing people saying to like enter their credit card information that they've won a giveaway. And like, yeah. Anyway. Oh my God. Who does that? I don't know. Like I want to know who's behind that. Yeah. But I feel like our audience, like my, it's like people our age, like in their mid twenties. So yeah, I don't think so they would probably know. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone would like enter their credit card stuff but yeah imagine if your following was like kids like yeah they wouldn't know no they'd like swoop up their mom's credit card and like <laughs> put yeah. <it> in. <laughs> but other than that my week actually was good like I feel like that's I'm, good yeah I feel like I'm back to my normal self <laughs> I was literally just thinking that like really? I feel like I've been in a funk for so long for like yes. I mean like a year and a half basically same and this past week and weekend I'm like I literally feel like I'm becoming myself again yes it's like what's that TikTok sound that's like I don't know okay I can't remember but it's something like that it's like I, f- I feel like me again oh yeah and like that's oh, yeah. literally me <laughs> yes okay I was talking to my sister and she said the same thing I'm like this is a thing that a lot of people I feel like are feeling yeah I don't know I, like obviously it's from the probably from the pandemic <laughs> But like, yeah. But like since like around March 2020, it's so weird. We just know, it's like such on. a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same. Like I am like back, like making weekly goals, uploading more. Like just mm-hmm. I don't know, feeling way more motivated and just like happier. I don't know. I know, me too. And I didn't. I don't even think I realized like how off I was. Yes. But just like now, looking back, that I'm starting to like feel normal. Yeah. I guess again, I'm like. I was not well no. for the past like year and a half like 
was I actually okay? I know. No. <laughs> well, I feel like you don't realize how bad, like, your mental health is yeah. until you're, like, out of it. It's so crazy. Yeah. But it feels so good to be, like, getting back to normal. Yeah. And, like, I'm actually starting to, like, go out again. Like, I went out last weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, my it God. It was so much fun. Yeah. So, it just is so exciting. <laughs> yeah. What was it like? Like, what was the first drink you ordered back at the bars? I got a double vodka soda. <laughs> And it was just amazing. That is such a good choice. It feels so good to go out for dinner and to get drinks and just like get dressed. I know. I was like so excited getting ready. I'm like, what should I wear? Like, this is like my big outing. I know. (laughs) I saw this TikTok and it was like this girl. It was a video from like 2019. She was like drinking a White Claw, had music on, like quickly getting ready after work to like go to the bar. I'm like, that is just like magical like that feeling of like I know excited to get ready excited to see people like it hits different it does it really does it really does <laughs> I feel like too like both of us live in places with horrible winters like Toronto and yeah. Halifax like the winters are I think it's Awful. worse where you are but mm-hmm. yeah they're so bad freezing cold and yeah. icy everywhere it's like every time I go outside I slip and I fall on ice and I like hurt myself <laughs> Wait, and it's what? just horrible <laughs> so icy all the time and it's like you can't even walk in the driveway without falling <laughs> that is so sad I, know. I don't think i've ever fallen in ice oh my god it happens oh. to me like once a week in the winter what? oh my god i think you need better shoes <laughs> maybe i just don't know how to walk you're like running across the ice <laughs> oh my god i feel like i didn't even experience the winter though because like i did not go outside one time no me neither yeah like at all and then we're like why was our mental health so bad <laughs> didn't go outside like for doesn't six leave months. our house <laughs> but yeah no we're back we're ready to go like summer is here it's almost like halfway through it's just we're thriving okay should we should we just go through them some of the answers yeah do you prefer to work from home or in the office and 74 percent from home and 26 percent at the office totally i totally agree yeah like do not make me go back to the office, please. I know. Like, it's just not, I will do anything. It's just not a part of my journey anymore to, like, no. work in an office full time. I don't see it in my future. Like, I think I've moved past it. Yeah, it's just not a part of my personal brand. Like, I... At first, when we had to work, like, from home in March last year, I was like, I cannot work from home. Like, I need to be mm-hmm. in the office and, like, get dressed and whatever. And now I'm like... Literally, same. I know. I do feel like, though, most companies are going to have to do, like, a hybrid. I don't think... I think it's going to, like, going to be rare to do, like, full, like, no work-from-home policy. You have to be in the office five days a week. Like, they're just not going to be able to be competitive. No, because we've proven that work can get done at home. Yeah. It's like we have our computers, we have the Wi-Fi, we have, like, everything we need. So why would you make us go back? I know. And I just find that, like, with doing YouTube and the podcast and stuff, it's, like, I wake up at seven and I have two full hours like to work on yeah. this stuff. Like, yeah, it gives you so much time. Yeah, back it's so home. much more time. Like, I edited a mm-hmm. whole vlog this morning before work, which is really? like, yeah, which, like which usually you get up at seven and like go to work. <laughs> yeah, so, literally. Yeah. The next question we ask you guys is, "What's your biggest work from home tip?" And there are so many amazing. I'm tips. excited to read them. I feel like I could use some of the tips. Same. <laughs> Oh, someone said do not work on your bed. I feel that. That's a good one. It makes me so tired. No. I just, when I'm in my bed, I feel like I should be like watching Netflix or I doing literally anything else. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes if you are in a small apartment, 
and you share it with somebody, like, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> like, I work in bed yeah. actually a lot. Like, because Storm, like, needs the office for a phone call. Like, he works in sales. So, like, Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never even really thought of that. Because I have a roommate, but she, like, goes into work every day. So oh, I'm yeah. just here by myself, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's so nice. Somebody said invest in your workstation, which I think is so true. Yeah. yeah. Like, buying a desk and a monitor and a desk chair and a mouse, like, mm-hmm. life-changing for working. I know. Yeah. I know. I didn't have a desk for the first... I think maybe two months yeah, that I started working. I would work at my, like, dining room table mm. on the dining room chair, which is just, like, a hard wooden Ow. chair. And my back would be, like, killing me at the yeah. end of the day. Oh, yeah. And finally, I was like, Mom, you have to come. We have to go to <laughs> Ikea. We have to buy a chair. And we have to buy a desk. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. The kitchen chairs are so brutal on your back. Like, oh, my God. Horrible. Yeah. Someone said, get dressed before you start. Don't do a few hours in your pajamas. I'm guilty of that. I'm not going to lie. That is a really <laughs> good tip. And I genuinely do feel like the days I get ready, like I'm Me way too. More productive. You feel so much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially like doing your makeup because like, I don't know, I always feel better when I'm on camera. And if I'm me not too. ready, like I will not go on camera. So. <laughs> I know. Me too. Yeah. No, it's a good one. Okay, so the last question we asked you guys is, what's something you've learned working a full-time job? Oh, we got a lot of answers from this, and I'm excited. Ooh, yeah, we did. What do you think you've learned? I'm trying to think of something, and I, like, literally can't. I feel like, I don't know if this is a good one, but, like, when I was in my first job, I was only 21, I guess, and Mm -hmm. I think I just overshared, like, a lot at work. Oh, really? Yeah, like... I was in pretty much all women office and mm-hmm. like it was a younger office and I just feel like I was so close with like everybody like mm-hmm. I don't know after a while I was like okay this is like weird I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was the opposite of that yeah and maybe that's, that's something that I've learned is because when I first started working like a real job yeah I was just really nervous. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was like, these people are not going to like me. I'm going to be horrible at my job. Yeah. And I would just be so nervous going in every day. And I feel like because I was so nervous, I really like kept to myself. Yeah. So maybe that's something that I would do differently is try to show my personality like a little bit. Yeah. Because I didn't at all. Like yeah. nobody knew me. They probably thought I was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like who is that girl she's so no, quiet literally just like sitting by herself all day never talks to anyone God, that's sad <laughs> i don't know i feel like that's normal though it, it, i think it really depends on where you work too like i've have felt like that too at other jobs where i'm like yeah. so not myself and i just feel so uncomfortable i know and i think for me it's when everyone is so much older than me yeah because that's what it was yeah i, don't know. I think a really good piece of advice that i could give myself is like pick one person to shit talk with and that's it Ooh, that's a good yeah, one yeah like you get one because yeah. you don't want to get a reputation of like complaining mm-hmm. about people because then they'll like complain about or like they'll talk about you and like you just don't want that reputation like yeah and some days i truly feel like i was born to shit talk <laughs> so like, i feel that so hard so it's like you get <laughs> one maybe two and like everyone else just like filtered professional yeah (laughs) yeah that's a really good one yeah because I feel like especially when you're at an office like I am now with like a lot of younger people it's so easy like especially if people are funny and like have a similar sense of humor like you just want to like join in but 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think pick one, like, sacred person. Okay. Should we get into some of the answers? Yes. I really like the first one. Someone that speak up, even if it means going against your boss sometimes, you can do it respectfully. That's a good one. Yeah. I think, I feel like especially as a woman in business, like, it's so mm-hmm. important to speak up and, like, give your opinion. Totally. Um, yeah. Because people will just talk, not just being a woman, but even being young, like, people just talk over you a lot and... I know, um, and they just don't take you seriously sometimes. Yeah, and, like, a lot of times, like, depending where you work, like, people won't ask for your opinion, so you just mm-hmm. have to give your opinion. Someone said, get a good office chair. I'm 24 and looking like the hunchback of Notre Dame, <laughs> lol. <laughs> they were working on a kitchen chair with you. <laughs> no, I feel your pain, literally. <laughs> um. Okay, somebody said, don't bring the stress home. That's, like... that's so important yeah Yeah. but then it's like it just like rules your life because from like 5 to 9 p.m you're just talking about work and then 9 to 5 you're working it's just it gets to be too much and there's so much more to you than your work and what you do so it's like you can't let it control you or else it's literally going to be your whole life yeah and like I think it is good in a way to like disassociate emotionally from work like yeah yeah like not I agree care that much yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, because which sounds bad, like you don't care about work. And like, obviously, you should care about your job and like want to do a good job. But if like I have been in this space, like where I care so much, like I get mm-hmm. so upset and like so stressed out, and it's like it is just a job. I'm glad that you said that because I think of that all the time. Like, if I'm super overwhelmed and super anxious about something to the point where it's just like controlling my thoughts. Yeah. Like, in the scheme of things, like, yes, it's my job. Yes, I have to care about it. Yeah. But really, what's the worst that can happen if something, yeah. like, doesn't work out or something, totally. you know? And, like, obviously, this is, like, we work in, like, marketing and PR. So, it's not like we're, like... We're, like, saving lives out here. Yeah. I think most people... I think a lot of people listening have, like, more, like, office jobs. And, and truly, yeah. like, what... Like, okay, the email campaign's not going to go out. You're sending emails to the wrong person, like... It's really yeah. not that serious. Like, no, nobody is gonna like get hurt. Yeah, you know, totally. If you feel like a job is not the right fit for you, leave. There's something better out there. True. True. I've done that. Like, life is too short to hate your job so much. Yeah. I I saw this TikTok. I I'm so sorry to everyone listening who doesn't watch TikTok, <laughs> but like we <laughs> we talk about TikTok so much. We can't help we it. We can't. But I saw this. <laughs> um tiktok yesterday do you know who gary v is yeah okay he's like kind of cringe sometimes i saw this tiktok of him there was this girl in the audience and she was saying like um i feel really burnt out at my job like i'm just so burnt out and unmotivated like i just don't know what to do he was like maybe like don't be so hard on yourself like maybe you're not burnt out you're just bored like it's okay to just be bored yeah like i think we're so like quick to be like oh we're burnt out we're unmotivated we're not doing a good job but it's like you mm-hmm. can just get bored of something after a year yeah totally yeah. and it's normal yeah like even if you try like if you work at marketing for a year and you're not liking it like okay you did marketing for a year and now do something else like it's okay to yeah. be bored and like not enjoy something after a while totally I like this someone said this is kind of harsh but like take care of yourself first you're always replaceable by a company it's so true it's true like, as horrible as it sounds, it is so true. Yeah. Like, if you quit today and didn't come back, like, the company would not go bankrupt. <laughs> no, they will hire someone new. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the company itself obviously can replace you, but, like, 
obviously people care about you, like your manager and coworkers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, okay, what do you think about this? Someone said, do not add your colleagues on social media. You should have a separate work life and personal life. I agree, like, to a point. Yeah. I think if you're genuinely friends yeah. with someone at work, then it's fine to add them. But yeah. I don't think you should, like, add the whole office. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, I've definitely had it where new people will start and then, like, want everyone's Instagram. Like, Oh, really? Yeah, like, I would... And I feel like it just depends what's on your Instagram and your social media, too. Like, yeah, I don't know. And like, for me, it's like people are going to go on my Instagram and then find my YouTube. And then like, I don't know. It's just like there's a a lot. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot on there. But I don't know. I've I've always been somebody who like doesn't add anybody on social. Like, I don't either. Yeah. I mean, if someone adds me, then I will accept them just because I barely even post on Instagram anyway. I post, like, maybe once a month. Yeah. So it's like, what are you going to see? Nothing. <laughs> like a selfie. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't know. I think that is definitely, like, a good rule to live by. But, yeah, like you said, like, if you're genuinely friends, like, I think it's okay. Someone said, I'm 23 and feel so tired after work. How did my mom manage to maintain a house and raise children? That's Honestly, such a good point. Yeah. I don't know how people do it. I know. Here we are, like, complaining about, like, getting a Starbucks and getting up. <laughs> before 8 a.m. Meanwhile, like a generation ago. I know. Okay, this is a good one to end on. Your job alone is not everything in life. So So true. true. There's so much more to you than your job. Yeah, totally. Okay, I think that's everything from us in the intro. Do you have anything else to add? Any final thoughts? No, I think we covered it all. Yeah, I think so too. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening to our little intro. And let's get into the interview with Jenna. Okay, so we have Jenna on the podcast. Welcome to the Busy Bloom Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. You were requested a lot. I remember when we first, like we were talking before this, but when I first um, announced we were doing a podcast, you were one of the people people really wanted on. So this is way overdue. So thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. That's like crazy that honestly anyone would even request me just because I feel like I'm so new to content creation. So yeah. that's crazy, but I'm happy to be here. I think it just attributes to your content being so engaging and so good. Like I'm such a huge fan of yours. Your vlogs are just like, just so genuine. You just have the best content. So everyone go check her out, Jenna Hong, YouTube. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so nice. I feel so like, I feel like such a newbie. Like I feel like a baby in like this whole world of content creation. So I feel very yeah. grateful for all the, like, the friends that I've made and and just people that I've connected with, I never would have expected you actually like make connections on, on YouTube. So it's really cool. Yeah. I feel like there's a really good community that you and I are both a part of, of like nine to five, like corporate women, which is really fun. Like it's, it's nice to be like, there's just so much to relate on of like having YouTube and, or a podcast and then working full time. Like it's, it's a journey, which we'll get into, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so before we get into it, we have so many topics to chat about, and I'm just so excited. Um, so before we get into it, do you want to just introduce yourself, um, tell us what your days look like, what you do, who you are, and let's just learn about you. Yeah, sure. Okay, so hi, my name is Jenna Hong. I live in the DMV area, more specifically in Arlington, Virginia, so like right outside of Washington, D.C., but not quite there. Um, I 
am 24 years old and I work in corporate consulting, which I know is just like a huge blanket term for like, what even is that? But more specifically, I work in government contract consulting. So I work for an accounting firm and 60% of that accounting firm is tax and assurance, but I'm on the consulting side, which is 40% of the firm. Um, and it's actually really interesting. I mainly went into consulting just because I thought that it was open-ended and challenging and team-oriented. Mm -hmm. So I got into consulting through my internship when I transferred into the business school. I actually entered college as a gov major because I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I went to the University of Maryland and yeah, ended up graduating in finance four years later. Um, that was in 2019. And then I just started my job that summer. And it's actually crazy that I've even been working for two years. I, I actually yeah. just got promoted. I haven't told oh, anybody yet. Oh, that's so yeah. exciting. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, I just got promoted to a senior consultant. So yeah, oh, wow. I work in yeah, it's actually so cool. Like, yeah, I'm a senior now. That's, <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> yeah. that's a great title, like senior consultant. That's, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think it's like, I'm really excited to just see what I can learn because in your first two years of your job, I feel like I, I just like was trying to be a sponge and learn everything that I could, mm -hmm. but now I feel like I'm kind of actually gaining some knowledge. So that's really yeah. cool. A lot of my clients are contractors. So that means that these are like companies that want to do work with the federal government, mm -hmm. but they basically get money from the government to do it. And that's all I'll say because it's really boring otherwise. <laughs> but I do that nine to five or eight to six, whatever you call a nine to five, really. And then yeah. on the side, I create content. And I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, I love it. Well, congrats on your promotion. That is so exciting. That's a huge deal senior consultant. Oh my Thank God. you. <laughs> I know. I feel so like, I feel like I actually have expectations now being a senior. Yeah. Like I should know things because I've been working for two years, but I'm excited. Yeah. That's, that's so exciting. So this podcast, Busy Blooming, it's all about being in our twenties and trying to figure it out the best we can. You and I are 24. So, you know, we're just, we're doing our best out here. Um, yeah. So doing our best. Yeah. Doing the most. <laughs> um, <laughs> So a question we ask every guest is, what would you tell yourself at 18? If you could go back, what is something you would tell that girl at 18? Yeah, I feel like I think about this a lot, honestly, and, and I'm a listener of your podcast. So I know that some people have definitely said this before, but I just think it's so easy when you're 18, you're starting college, you just kind of want to blend in and mm -hmm. do what everyone else is doing because you care about being liked by all of these new people. So I remember mm -hmm. in freshman year, I literally would try to dress how every other girl was dressing. I would force myself to like go out and go to like frat parties. I definitely did not want to go to. Yeah. And I would just try my best to be friends with like the people that seemed like they had a lot of friends and like the people that seemed like they were having such a great freshman right. year. But like, I wasn't really focusing on those actual personalities and people and like knowing if I would mesh with them. So I feel like if I could go back, I wish I could just tell myself, like, you don't have to care about what everything looks like, but you just have to yeah. care about what will make you happy as you're starting this whole transition and like starting this whole part of your life. Because college is actually such like a sacred part that we could never get again after we yeah. graduate. And I just wish I could have told myself to start that like fulfilling journey from the beginning instead of like second half of the way through you know yeah the, I love that that's that's such a good answer I think we have this idea in our head of like what we think college is going to look like and then I don't know it's like you go into frosh for example like the first week there's all the, the events and stuff and there are key people even now I remember that like we're thriving or seem to be thriving or something 
And I just remember thinking that's what you're supposed to do, I guess. So you kind of like latch onto these people, like you said, and it's really tough to like think about how you actually feel around those people, like at 18, because you don't really care. You're like, this person's cool. Like I'm going to be friends with them. Yeah, exactly. It's like you think, okay, am I going to be cool in college because I'm friends Mm -hmm. with everyone else that like all the guys like, or like all the girls even are gravitating towards. And then I'm like, am I supposed to pose like this? Am I actually supposed to hold another girl's hand and pose like this for pictures? Like I don't actually do that, but back then I thought I wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I relate to that so much. I think, I don't know. I wish sometimes I could just go back and like transfer my mindset now into like that at that time because it's just I cringe like all the time especially like first second year you're just so young and just I don't mm-hmm. know I would do the cringiest things too like the clothes like I can't the I, clothes I know the trends that I, I would do I just I can't I'm unwell like I saw this TikTok <laughs> yesterday that was like you know Chugi is like going around right now and yeah I'm not even kidding every single thing she mentioned that was like 2016 like chewy style I wore all of it like literally <laughs> everything or not 2016 it was like 2014 2015 it was like combat boots and like those green oh army god, jackets yeah. like I just yeah the utility jacket oh my god even just like over like the oversized like camo jackets that yes. just like I don't know why I would do that <laughs> like for what I, I know I, I can't <laughs> But yeah, I just, there's a lot of things, but no, that's, that's a great answer. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, um, of course. Okay. So your content and like you said, like you're, you work a very like corporate nine to five job at, at 24, which is like a very young age to be, I think like, and especially now being a senior consultant, you work in a very corporate environment. Um, so first of all, could you just tell us, uh, you gave a pretty good overview, but is there anything else like just so we can get an understanding of what you do like day to day at your consulting job. Yeah, I feel like, okay. I think day to day, my consulting job is pretty dependent on how demanding my clients are that day. So the like classic consulting term, and I feel like the classic corporate term is just like, it depends. So every day is so different. And I think that's part of why I liked it. Um, some days my clients will like reach out to us and want things from us and deliverables by the end of the day. And then sometimes our clients like won't even talk to us for a good couple of days. And it's just kind of the ebb and flow of consulting. So my day to day is just so different. It depends on um, the tasks that I have to do, especially working remotely. I'm always thinking like the team that I'm with, do, do they know what I'm doing today so that like I can have an actual productive day, but on the days that I have client work, that's what I'm doing. And then on the days that I don't have client work, or if I have more downtime, I'm just trying my best to develop myself professionally. So that could mean like trainings or like online courses. That's like kind of what I've been doing on my Mm -hmm. channel, showing that side of my corporate life, because it just, it's so different every day and I can never really see it coming. Yeah. And that's kind of nice when it's different every day. I think sometimes when people think of corporate jobs, it's like you're in a cubicle, just like doing the same thing all day, every day. But for something like consulting, like that is, I'm sure fun, like not, I don't know if fun's the right word, but it's interesting like to do something (laughs) different every single day. Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like I'm on my toes all the time because some projects also would last like three days. And then I've had projects that have lasted like three, four months. So everything's just always very different. And I like that because it keeps me interested in the fact that I am working like a more traditional corporate job out of college. I feel like 
it's so like romantic to have like a cool non nine to five job but (laughs) honestly I feel like my brain is so wired to kind of be accustomed to the more traditional parts of it if I can just transform it in the way that I want to presently in like 2021 you know totally and I love what you said like I I agree I think nowadays it's like the nine to five like I put a quote in our um like podcast outline it's, yeah <laughs> it's someone's I I see these all the time though it's like you are too valuable to work a nine to five job for 45 years like I just feel like that it's almost like nine to five like the goal of people's life is to not work a nine to five like it's like mm-hmm. your start it's like oh I used to work a nine to five and now I do this and especially in our 20s I feel like it's not looked down upon but it's just almost less common I, I don't know like what do you think about all of that like what is your take on it it's actually so interesting because one of my best friends, Jerry, he's like very, very against corporate life. And mm-hmm. I understand why. I feel like nine to five is just a more rigid type of career. So yeah. I like that or else like I will just kind of not know what to do with myself and my job. Yeah. And I just, I like having the more laid out foundation of how to develop myself professionally. But I think that's just because that's part of who I am. But for someone like Jerry, for example, who's very against nine to five, like he just wants to be able to like code a website one day for one client and then like, like meet a new company the other, the next day right. and do something totally different. But I'm more like type A, I guess. Like I want to yeah. know like what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and then how to do it better the next time. So I think it's definitely like a trend to be against a nine to five, but I just think that's because people think that you can like travel for your work and then like everyone can do that and live this like lavish life, but it's okay to do something more traditional because if anything, it just allows me to be creative outside of nine to five. And then they both work like well together. Totally. And I think like to your point, having a nine to five, I find I try to be grateful, like to even have a nine to five job. Like some people would just kill to work like a full-time position. And especially in like the COVID or the pandemic just went through, like it is something I think to be like grateful for, like to have a full-time job at all. And I think a nine to five job, I don't know, like, especially now, like with where I'm sure so many people work from home, which we're going to get into. And I think it can look pretty flexible like to what you want I think the days of like sitting in a cubicle all day are gone for the most part Mm -hmm. and behind us and I don't know it's like nine to five it's like the creative director of Nike works a nine to five job like it can be any any job and I think if you aren't someone who wants to work in a really corporate environment like you can work nine to five at a different company and I don't know I just feel like nine to five you can really like make it your own and it's a really comfy secure thing to have and I think it's great Yeah, I so agree. It's like the stability and I mean, I hate having to admit it, but like the pay of a solid nine to five in corporate is so good that I feel like without that stability, I wouldn't have allowed myself to challenge myself creatively and personally. Like, I don't think I would have ever started my channel if if I didn't have the stability of my job, like giving me the comfort to be like, okay, well, what else can I do just for fun? Because at least I know I can pay my bills. Yeah. So there's like that part of it too. I definitely Mm -hmm. don't feel like scarcity in that only because I'm grateful to, to even have a nine to five, like you said, Mm but, um, but yeah. Yeah. I find myself like going back and forth. Like I think the more it it really like depends who you, what podcast you're listening to or like whatever you're intaking like media wise. And I think most people, the people who don't have nine to fives are the loudest, like on social media and in media. So you never really hear that much. So interesting. 
Yeah. It's like, you never hear real, like people don't have people, normal people who don't have a YouTube channel or like whatever, <laughs> expose themselves on social media. Like we do, you don't really hear from them. So of course, what we are inundated with is like anti nine to five voices. And I think, which is fine. I'm not saying that that's bad, but I just think sometimes you can almost feel like you're in like a before phase of the life you're supposed to be in like post nine to five life or something. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's why I'm also really happy that like, I've like found you and like Rachel and Carter and so many people that yeah. also have nine to five jobs, but pursue other things. I feel like another part of why people don't like nine to five is because there's the assumption that nine to five is your life, but that's so right. not true. Like nine to five is just, it's not 24 hours. It's like eight yeah. hours. So yeah you just do whatever you want with the non eight hours. And, yeah. and for us, we've just found our passions. Yeah. I saw that. I talk about TikTok way too much this podcast, but I saw this TikTok <laughs> that was like, I decided I didn't want to work nine to five. So now I work 24 hours or something. It's yeah. Like, when you work for yourself, I feel like you do work so much more. So it is nice. Like you said, to like close the laptop at five and like genuinely do whatever you want. Like even when you're a student, you know, you have that feeling like you always have to be doing something. It's like, yes, you don't for have sure. that. Yeah. In working like a corporate nine to five or 20 is like, what is something that you feel like you've learned? I feel like it's a bit unique to be so young in such corporate environments. Like, is there anything that you feel like you wish you could undo or like what you've learned is like being a millennial in the workplace or do you have any like lessons you've learned? I feel like when I started my job, I thought that well, one of the reasons why I chose the company that I work for, there's so many like corporations out there, but the one that really stood out, the one that I ended up choosing and what, who I work for now was because there was such a big emphasis on a strong office culture. And there was such a big mm -hmm. emphasis on being whoever you want to be in the office. And so I feel like there's like another, you know, people think nine to five in an office is that like, you're in that like suit and tie and you have glasses, yeah. and you're just <laughs> typing all day, but if there's anything that I've really learned is that you can be just as unique and personal and you can be whoever you want to be in the office because that's kind of the beauty of how corporations work so, mm -hmm. so presently now, I, or not presently, but I guess just, it's very current. I feel like corporations mm -hmm. have had to change with society because otherwise they would fail. So, yeah. um, so I, there was just definitely this misconception when I started that I had to all of a sudden fit the mold of who a corporate consultant even was but now working from home and being there for two years I feel like I've really created value in who I am because I was able to be whoever I wanted to be for my company and they saw value in that so it's definitely like I'm just glad that I chose the company that I did because I'm not sure all corporations would care mm -hmm. like who I am I don't feel like a number where I work I feel like me which is important mm -hmm. yeah totally where you work and like the people you work with, like it affects your mood and your mental state like so, so, so much. And I think that's great that you like were that picky. I think for me, I, I'm not gonna say I was desperate, but like my first job <laughs> out of university, I was like, I don't really care. Like as long as it's a good job and like, or I don't know, even working at Big Four, you're like, I don't care. Like as long as it's a cool company and people will think I'm amazing from working there. <laughs> like, yeah, but, no, I totally get yeah. that. Yeah, like what do you think? to you like what do you value in a company like do you think it's the people or more like the work or like what do you think I think I value first and foremost I value how a company approaches or um, responds to like diversity and inclusion just because yeah. I think that's 
something that's overlooked upon a lot. And it's really clear if a company is just incorporating DNI as like sort of a checkbox thing. Mm-hmm. So especially being um, a minority, it was really important to work in a corporation that I actually felt respected in. Mm-hmm. So that's like always my number one most important thing. And I've gotten really involved with diversity and inclusion in my in my job now, just because I feel like, I mean, there's not much diversity in consulting for some reason right. so I'm trying to help improve that yeah um but definitely yeah DNI and just strong office culture like I want to see that everyone is friends outside of their work because right. then you kind of feel like you're working with your friends and it's not as painful because it definitely yeah. is painful sometimes like I have to admit it especially government contracts it's really yeah. not <laughs> as exciting as I feel like people think it is it's really not but yeah it's only fun because I feel like I'm working with my friends and and so yeah yeah like you could be doing anything and as long as the people are fun and you like them and you feel like confident in yourself like uh, the work is less important I think than like the people so that's awesome and have you ever felt that people treat you like you're young like have you ever felt that vibe from working in such a corporate job or do you feel like it's been pretty um like even killed like with all the staff I've definitely I was actually really afraid that I would feel that way but I yeah. think I, I again I think it's just a nod to my practice like my team is very respectful I remember when I first started like my very first project it was this huge client too and my directors and managers were asking me like, oh, but I want to know what you think. Like, how do you think you would approach this? So I feel like I was That's nice. really lucky to feel, yes, feel so respected at such a young age. Yeah. Literally my first project, it was like two weeks into my job, like my first job ever. And they're like, what do you think? So yeah, I never really, really felt nice. young. I know. I, I seriously am so grateful. I never really felt young, but I will say sometimes I feel like I get the, oh, you're a woman or like, I'm a man. And so I know what I'm saying more so than you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's just like how it, in a sense, like I feel like corporations and, and just like how our genders work in our society, I feel like it will kind of always be that way, but we can do our best as women in the professional world to try to help that. But I definitely still feel it sometimes. Oh, me too. I, I think every, I mean, this whole community is women. I think everyone listening can attest to at least one time. And I think it's too bad. I think the combo of being like young and being a woman, like it's just, I don't know. I, I find that I, you get talked over in meetings and people don't ask you questions as much. Like if you're with all men and then like, I don't know, I, I think it just, that's the way it is. And it's too bad, but I feel like that is hopefully like with even people like you, like working and, and I'm sure when you're like 40 or you'll be so high up, like living your best <laughs> life, C-suite, like And I think people like that, it's so great that that's happening more and more. And we are seeing more women in leadership and more diverse people in general, not just women. Um, Mm -hmm. So what do you think are like the big do's and don'ts for you? Like in an office culture, I feel like there's so many things like I've learned and like, I just wish I didn't do like when I was super, super young, starting my first job at like 20 or 21. Um, do you have anything that you're like, this is a big don't for me or like a big do or like any advice? A big do definitely is to not be afraid to say like what, how you think you would approach a problem at work or like yeah. my, my, my job is just very problem solving based. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of like, even like Microsoft Excel and stuff and yeah. just a lot of like open-ended thinking. And so a do is definitely like, don't be afraid to say an idea, even if it's 
not the right approach or not the approach your team ends up taking, do say it because at least it gets someone else's head thinking and then like everyone's gears are turning and then you actually do come up with the right solution. So like I remembered starting and thinking I should just like take notes and not say anything. But then the moment that I started feeling comfortable saying any sort of idea or opinion or approach was when we actually had like the best um, deliverable for our clients. Mm. So yeah, so definitely like, don't be afraid to, even if it's day one, like don't be afraid to, to say what you think because you were hired at that place to do your job. And part of your job is, is to speak and like think effectively. So that's like a big do for me, a big don't don't eat don't eat like the fried food for lunch like if it's free lunch oh my god like don't get the best thing ever because you will fall asleep in the afternoon and you'll have to have like a huge cup of coffee at like 3 p.m which is just not good (laughs) oh my god the 3 p.m slump like today that was me today I'm like I am unable to work right now like yeah that's true I know I was I think what was I doing I was literally writing my name over like in cursive being (laughs) like I need to do something right now to just like stimulate my brain I know and then you know if you open your phone in those moments like the day's done like you just will not come back (laughs) I know know. it's hard and then you feel guilty because you're working from home and you're like oh my god like I was on my phone for like x amount of time like now I have to work until like nine I know (laughs) I know I love what you said though about like speaking up if you have an idea I think it's like people won't think you're like stupid or like it's not as big of a deal as you think like I don't know you might be like oh this is like so weird that I'm like saying something but it's really not I'm sure you can say like it gets easier with time too it definitely does and it's like and it's like no it's hard because I think it's inherent for women to just be quiet in Mm -hmm. any situation and so if we want to make a name for ourselves in the professional world and especially in like corporate then we have to make ourselves uncomfortable because that's how we really like change the the culture in corporate, you know? Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's okay to feel uncomfortable. Like I think it, sometimes you do feel like a bit like a fish out of water, like in these really, really corporate environments, like it's just not natural. Like, and I think that's okay. And it gets easier. I think too, when you're just starting, like speaking up when you don't know something too, like is totally oh, yes. fine. Like, it's so much worse to pretend you know something and then like six months later they're like wait you don't, you don't know this <laughs> like that is the worst <laughs> feeling ever no so, that's yeah. so true I remember when I first started my projects like everyone would always repeat like over and over again like there's no stupid question like ask whatever you yeah. want because I didn't know it was so nice to hear that like they didn't know what I what I currently didn't know yeah so that I was like okay like it's not just me that feels stupid we all feel stupid sometimes like yeah. even directors feel stupid sometimes totally yeah and I think that's when it comes down to why the people are like, at a company are so important because like I've definitely worked in environments where I'm like I am not speaking like I I people will <laughs> genuinely think I'm stupid so I think that's why it is so important so you can because it's such a growth thing like being able to speak and give ideas and feedback and stuff like it's so important. It's just like a skill that's good to have. So if you are in a good environment, like to foster that, I think that's just like so key to growth. Um, yeah, I love that you yeah. said that. Yeah, I, no, I completely agree. And I think that's like a good part of working in like a larger, more, I guess, like traditional corporate world. Cause you have to, you have to learn those things or else like you will yeah. kind of sink. And it's like a, sad reality but like you said like it forces us to grow and and then we actually become better professionals and better people at the end of the day yeah totally um 
so like you mentioned, like you do YouTube and work a nine to five. And we were chatting a little bit about this before. And I feel <laughs> like we have a similar take. So do you ever feel paranoid about people at your work watching your content or you getting in trouble? Like, what do you think on that? Oh my God. I literally lose sleep because I'm so nervous that like I either said too much or I didn't blur this one part out or like when I work from home vlogs, I have to watch them over multiple yeah. times because I'm just so fearful that something slipped and then like I'll get in trouble because the last thing that I want is is to get in trouble, but I also just don't want to make my company look bad either or like my team. So yeah. I I get so paranoid and I try mm -hmm. my best to not show that, but like I guess that's like the behind the scenes part of it. Like I'll turn off record and I'm like, is that fine? I know. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. I just like I feel like a kid sometimes like I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble like I, it's like yeah. you're doing something wrong <laughs> yeah no me vlogging is putting my hand in the cookie jar and I'm like yeah. is this okay I might I want to do what I want but is this fine I know I know it is like I swear I have nightmares about like being in a meeting they're like oh we found your YouTube channel like pull it up or something <laughs> like I would just like simply pass away like I could not handle that <laughs> Oh my God, same. It's actually, but it's actually so interesting because my very first subscriber, like the first person that I ever told I was making a YouTube channel besides like my best friends and my boyfriend was one of my friends from work. Oh, His okay. name's Andrew. And he was subscriber number one because he was like, yeah, go for it. Like, who cares? Like, no Aww. one's gonna, no one's gonna care. So, so heads off, hands off to Andrew. Good friend. Yeah. Go Andrew. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it is, it, I don't know, it is kind of easier, like, working from home too in a way because I at my last role like it was a very corporate role and like people did watch it and like something just felt like people in person be like oh I watched your vlog last night I'm like oh my god like I am so uncomfortable but I don't know just like being at home like it's easier for some reason yes definitely like you can separate that like you can post your vlog and then there's no like oh hey I'm watching right now I know so it's just like it's weird with the separation of that I remember yeah. oh my god I remember when I filmed my first day back in the office like luckily there was literally like two people in the office yeah. that day so I felt comfortable getting that like b-roll of me typing but then my friend at work watched my video which was so nice of him but he was like oh like I saw the office so weird to see the office again and I was like oh my god I'm uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I know it is like such a paranoia because like truly you don't want to like get fired like I, I think that's like I all don't. of our fear like <laughs> when you do <laughs> vlog and nine to five like I think all of us like we've talked about this in our chat and stuff it's just like you're so afraid of getting in trouble at work and I'm the same like I'm always like and I love I don't know if you said this or someone said this but like if you can google it like it's fine and I feel like that's a great yeah. rule yeah because yeah. otherwise like if you can Google it, anyone in the world can find the answer or find what you just said. So there's no way you can get in trouble if yeah. you can Google it. Totally. But yeah, I get so scared. And like, but I think what what pushes me to get over any paranoia or fear is just knowing that it's like, it makes us relatable as creators to have yeah. corporate jobs and to have like good days and bad days and jobs and still have a passion that we're pursuing mm -hmm. so no matter how like paranoid I get I'm just like whatever this is my life and I like yeah. videos so yeah. if it helps like one person like do something with their day that helps them feel more inspired or like motivated then like that's worth the paranoia that I feel currently <laughs> totally I, I think so too and like 
I don't know. I, I think we overthink it. Like I doubt people like our boss is sitting watching our vlogs three times a week. Like if, if they are, then like, thank you for the views. But I really don't <laughs> think like people watch as in depth and I, I don't think they care as much as, as we do. And so, yeah, that's true. They have families yeah. to like, worry about. So I'm just here making videos for me. They have like post notifications on like ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love oh, you said. And I think it is so important like to show like even the bad days, like obviously not like in detail about like specific projects or specific clients or something, but I don't know. I, I do find it hard, like, because then at the same time, I'm like, I don't want some of my work to be like, oh, she's having a bad day. Like, I yeah. don't know. It's such a balance, but it, it is, it's so important. I think to show like everything as much as you can. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think I have one video on my channel. It was only one just because, I mean, it was an unmotivated work from home day in my life. Oh, and like, yeah. It just ended up being that way. I like can never, when I vlog working, I just never know what the day will end up being. So it's kind of, totally. that's why I like doing them. But that day was just not a good day. And I was like <laughs> ready to log off at like noon. So yeah. I like didn't want to post that video. But then I was like, if I just title this like unmotivated, like they can't be mad at me for for yeah. not being motivated that day. And for like one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. I know there's so much like, in a way I wish I could share and be like, oh my God, this is so annoying. Or like, this is why marketing is so annoying. It's because of stuff like this. But then I'm like, I don't know. I just get, I'm like you, I think I just overthink it. And I'm like, hey, I'm just going to cut it out. Cause I don't want to have like any negativity. But I think, mm -hmm. like you said, if it's something like being unmotivated, it's like, okay, really like people are like, everyone gets unmotivated like sometimes. And I think it's, yeah. And it's normal. It like makes yeah. us human. We can't, it w I would be alarmed at myself if I truly had like amazing days in my government contracts job every yeah. day. Like that's like, I yeah. would be alarmed. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> like every day is just like rainbows and happiness and <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, true. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you think you'll work a nine to five like forever or do you see yourself going like part-time or like, what do you think? Uh, that's such a hard question. I feel like if you asked me before I started my YouTube channel or even like, I like bullet journal, which is like a different yeah. creative, like part of my brain. But I think that I used to think my brain was so wired to only be a nine to five and to like work the corporate ladder yeah. forever. And like, that was my fate. But I mean, I will admit that like creating content has become such a passion of mine. I feel mm -hmm. so much more reward in that. So mm -hmm. I can't say with 100% certainty, like before that I would want to work a nine to five forever, but I definitely do want like multiple ways to be productive because I think mm -hmm. that I work best when it's like synergies. Like I work best when I'm putting a lot of effort into a bunch of different things and it's all just like maximized together. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what that means with a nine to five. I can see myself having a nine to five retirement's really nice like having yeah. it for a 1k is like I can't yeah. I can't beat that <laughs> no it's true and like just the security and it, I don't know you could always like drop one day a week or something like I think that for me is like my ideal scenario is like always working like a nine to five but then like going like part-time or like only working like Monday to Thursday or something because I think it oh, is yeah. nice like to have that consistency and then having like a YouTube day or something which would yeah, be so and then nice Oh, having a YouTube day, that would just be so nice. Cause even when I take like personal PTO and I like just do YouTube, I just feel so much happier even to go back to my like regular corporate job yeah. because I like gave myself that personal time. Totally. That's such a good point. Yeah. 
and then he could sleep. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> he could sleep and then maybe I would sleep more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I'm such a, sometimes I like really question if I'm just like such a robot because I can function, I really can function on 100% with like less than seven hours of sleep, which I just yeah. don't think is very healthy, but yeah. I just <laughs> have gotten used to it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess everyone's body's different. Like, I, I feel like I had some major like insomnia issues during COVID and I would sleep like a couple hours and I'm like fine and then I'm like yeah. but then other nights I'd sleep like seven hours and I'm tired like I don't know it, it's, it's so, so weird. weird yeah totally um yeah. so you're you work from home like pretty much all the time like what are your tips like on staying productive and I don't know just like being okay with working from home because I know so many people struggle with it and like cannot get used to it like do you have any advice yeah I think my biggest advice is really to just you have to allow yourself the time to reflect and like you only you can decide how you can be productive working from home so mm-hmm. like I could say what makes me productive but that would just be so different possibly for the next person so yeah. just asking yourself the like allowing yourself the time to reflect and asking yourself like would I work better having short breaks or one long break? Because I know that some people like mm-hmm. to give themselves like a whole one hour break in the middle of the day, but I like doing like 15 minute breaks throughout the day and then maybe like a 30 minute break in the middle of the day instead. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I know people like going on walks, but I can't do that or else I'm like out of my productive like mojo. Right. So having, just knowing how you best work is definitely the first part because once you know like, how you work, then you can just create your day. That's the beauty of working from home. You really create your day. So mm-hmm. you can't create it if you don't know yeah. like, what it should be. So yeah. I feel like people watch, you know, I feel like people watch my videos sometimes and they're like, I should do it like this, but mm-hmm. it's really just to provide inspiration to help somebody else decide for themselves what they want. Yeah. Um, and definitely just treats like give yourself treats like literally every hour if that's what it takes that's eight treats a day and like who's gonna complain about that not me yeah (laughs) so like what is your work from home process like I know you have you're like you have that type Haley notepad which is just like the cutest thing ever yeah oh my god it just makes me so happy to use it that's another good thing like investing in products that help you be productive like that notepad is just so aesthetically pleasing that I'm like I want to use this and then it's like I'm not going to just write nothing like I'll actually do work because I want to use this this item that I've bought yeah my routine is definitely just doing anything non-work related before work like literally even if it's just one thing like I even consider like making myself a cup of coffee and just actually staying unplugged or else I just can't hop on work as soon as I wake up or else I'm just like in a terrible mood Mm -hmm. because then your life really does revolve around it so doing something non-work related before work and then I will check my emails and my schedule for sure because I just forget what meetings I have all the time and then I'll use the notepad to write down what meetings I have and then any like immediate to-dos and then I'll do them because like they have to be done like then. Yeah. Um, and then I'll make to-dos for the rest of the day. And it just kind of carries me through. Checking stuff off is like the only thing that like really keeps me going or else if it's all in my head, it just stays in my head. Yeah, totally. I, I think I, I get way more overwhelmed when I don't have a list. Like I just forget, like not only do you forget things, but I'm just like more stressed. Yeah, it feels like your brain's just like filled with all the stuff and like with no release. It's like, how do I do all of this? I know. I know. Are you more like, do you use Notion or anything? Google Calendar? Are you like, use like planners? 
I use, yeah, the only thing that I use like electronically, it's only for work at least. I just use Outlook just because like all yeah. of our like team meetings and stuff have to be scheduled on Outlook and Zoom. But aside from that, I'm just such a, I'm like a paper person. I like have yeah. to use my paper stuff. And I kind of like it because it forces me at least for work with like the daily notepads, like I take it day by day. Whereas I think yeah. only with work, if I saw it by the week, I would get kind of overwhelmed and unhappy. Yeah. And it gets less detailed. I find like when you plan the whole week, it's like you do miss stuff. Yeah. Um, so oh, it's yeah, nice like definitely. in the morning to just like write it out. Okay. So I want to switch gears and I wanted to talk about okay. um, living alone in your 20s. So you posted, I don't know if it was your most, I think, I don't know when it was, like recently you posted a vlog talking about you and your boyfriend and why you're choosing to live alone. Like, I would love to just dig into that because that is something that I never did. Like when I graduated school, I moved in with Storm right away and I always, oh my God, uh, I'm jealous. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, it's always something in him and I talked to it a lot. I'm like, should we live alone first? Cause you probably never will. So I would love mm-hmm. to just get into it. Like, could you just give us your take on like all of that and, and about your relationship and all that stuff? Yeah. Okay. So I've been dating my boyfriend since high school. I met him so when I was seven. I know it's actually <laughs> crazy, but I met Thomas when I was 17 and he was 16. We were both um, juniors in high school. So we started dating so young. So yeah. I say that like, I'm jealous because like he, he's been like my partner and like best friend in life for all this time that mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I would love to start that part of my life and like our life together so like I say I'm jealous because I would love <laughs> to live with Thomas right away but ultimately I decided to live alone just because just because I don't mind alone time mm-hmm. I really like like I like silence like I don't really mm-hmm. watch tv unless it's youtube yeah but I I don't mind being alone and if I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with someone like whoever it is maybe it's Thomas maybe it's not but whoever I (laughs) spend the rest of my life with like if I don't know how to live by myself then I don't know if I could be accustomed to living with my partner it's like different with roommates because you still kind of live your separate life but like together and it's just Mm -hmm. a weird dynamic but Mm -hmm. it helps that he wasn't able to live with me right away because Mm -hmm. he's like in the process of applying to med schools I don't know I kind of decided for myself that it was actually a good thing for that and that like I could make the decision to live by myself and just mm-hmm. experience life however I want it I have like complete control over my day and yeah. that's like before and after work and like when doors closed doors closed yeah and and yeah I I think I made it look like on my channel that I like chose to not live with him but it definitely yeah. was like a I just need to be okay with not living with him and it's it has to be a good thing because otherwise yeah. Otherwise I'd just be sad, but I'm trying to see it as a good thing and hopefully, hopefully it'll pay off. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I think it's great. I have a lot of girlfriends that live alone and like, they love it. Like now they're in more serious relationships and they're like, I do not want to live with him. Like I want to live by myself. <laughs> I love living by myself. And I feel like if you can, I think it's an amazing thing. Like you can literally do anything. Not that you can't do anything you want when you're live with your boyfriend but it's just like totally your own space which I think is so cool yeah I'm excited I feel like it'll be the one year that I can like fully spoil myself before I really have to like get accustomed to to living with my partner you know like you have to share that space again and share like even like the bathroom and stuff and like (laughs) who's making the bed and stuff like I'm excited to just spoil myself for one year live however I want to and then 
hopefully that'll make me a better partner and roommate to my boyfriend when we move in together yeah uh, that's so exciting like I'm just so excited for you and to watch like Thanks. on your oh vlogs. my god <laughs> I'm so excited like everything that I buy I just get yeah. so excited I'm like oh my god this is my couch <laughs> <laughs> what has the moving process I, I've obviously watched your vlogs but for people listening what has the moving process been like uh it's so I like thought that I was really doing it good by like giving myself an overlap with like my current lease and my new lease but it's just been so chaotic mentally because I feel like I'm living in two places yeah so and then I'm just like I'm putting stuff off because I have the overlap and now I'm just like saving all this stuff to the end but um the process is it's pretty straightforward like as long as you just get all the forms filled and stuff it's just like physically moving everything that is so physically and mentally like taxing but I'm also the type of person that like if I could snap my fingers and my apartment would be done like I would do that like I was that girl yeah like I was that girl in college that would finish her room like on move-in day and then just never touch it for the rest oh my god yes yes I just wanted to be perfect immediately like I can't live in like half done like yeah things because then I I feel like I'm like wasting I feel like part of myself is wasting like the money that I'm spending to live in this beautiful place for it to not even be done like I want to like really yes, enjoy it totally <laughs> and it's so toxic in a way though because like I know it is. then it's I just <laughs> I'm like I am gonna go on Ikea and like I just bought so much stuff like and it, which I know you're like not supposed to do you're supposed to like take your time and like find meaningful pieces but I'm like I, I just want to be done like <laughs> I don't yeah. care I just want to be perfect immediately be yeah I know and like oh my gosh uh, and also I hate assembling things it's like actually the bane of my existence to like yeah. read assembly instructions I that's another reason why I wish it could just be done right away because if I have to like assemble something every week like I'm not my best self <laughs> yeah oh my god do you guys have task rabbit yes we do I've never used it before I used it for the first time to build our Ikea couch life-changing uh-huh. it was life-changing really Yes, it's like $50. I think it was like, okay, this sounds like extra, like to pay someone to build your couch, but like truly storm it up. Someone needs that job. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And like, (laughs) oh my God, it it took him like less than an hour to build like this huge sectional. I'm like, that would have taken me weeks. Like, best best thing ever. Recommend it. Oh my God, I actually am going to consider doing that. (laughs) Yeah, especially for living alone. Like, you can just get a little task grab, I come over, hang your photos build your stuff yeah. and then I'm just okay. like drinking wine while they're building my exactly. stuff just watch <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I'll I ask know him if he needs the hammer and I'll just yeah it over. That's it. <laughs> exactly and like it's actually kind of nice like the, the people we've had are so nice like we're just chatting and I don't know it's uh it's task rabbit it's where it's at they should sponsor this podcast I'm a huge fan <laughs> <laughs> I know they must now they have to listen yeah okay so you've been in a relationship for like is seven years is that how long like that is so crazy that's crazy yeah do you feel like you still have your independence like in your 20s like how do you feel about that definitely so Thomas and I since we've been dating for so long we actually have a really I think unique long-term relationship because he um he was a professional athlete he yeah he was like in the Olympics right yeah, that Thomas was so in the Olympics. Cool. Yeah. It was when I first met him, he had all of these like records and stuff and I, he was like an Olympic hopeful and I was like this oh, guy is so yeah. cool. Like I have to date him. 
Oh my but, God. Um, yeah. So because he was so serious about short track speed skating, um, he had to travel a lot and he even lived in Utah for two years. So we were kind of forced to do long distance and to develop our relationship apart. And yeah. I think I'm so in the moment, I definitely hated it for sure. I just long distance works, but it's just really, really hard. Mm -hmm. But I'm so grateful that I had that experience now because like, I didn't, I know that I want to be with him. And like throughout that whole part, no matter how hard it was, I knew that I still wanted to date him. Mm -hmm. So it, I feel like because we had to do long distance and then he had to finish school a year later than me because he went to the Olympics. So our timelines got a little bit different, which mm -hmm. was good because then I could experience everything on my own and stay independent. Otherwise, mm -hmm. otherwise we'd just be doing everything together all the time, which isn't really a bad thing. But mm -hmm. since you, since I started dating him so young, like, I don't know when else I could have had time to grow without him. So right. yeah. totally, especially when you're so young, like you guys are like 17 and 16, like you just, those are such formative years. So like it, I think it's amazing that you went through high school, college, and now post grad. Like that is so unique. Cause I feel like you either break up in college or after college or something. Like, but why do you like what about it? Your relationship? Do you think that's made it last? Like through all those phases of life? I always told myself, even in the hardest moments of being long distance, that if I knew I wanted to be with him tomorrow, like I would take it day by day, then yeah, I would stick it through. So. I think we just always had a lot of respect for each other. So on the days that like I had a hard time with distance, like he would take the time and listen to me and talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. And when he was going through things with skating that like, I don't even understand, I would try to do my part and be there and listen mm -hmm. to him. So I feel like we're just really similar. We hold the same values. And I think mm -hmm. that shows in the way that we have always treated each other with a lot of respect. Um, and and I'm just a believer that I know that there's definitely like the belief that you, you should be dating people in your young twenties and like meeting new people. But I've always yeah. seen it as like, I'm living such a meaningful life because I'm lucky enough to be growing up with somebody. So yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just, so he still sweet. excites me. And like the yeah. thought of like, even next year with him. Like, I don't know what my future holds with him, but just the thought of it excites me. And that's like enough yeah. to keep me, to keep me dating him, you know? Totally. Yeah. And I, I think it's so common nowadays, like to be like, I don't know, don't date in your young twenties. Like those are your years to be selfish. But I think a lot of the times too, like you don't get to choose when you meet your person. Like you yeah. just meet them. What are you supposed to do? Be like, oh, sorry. I'm going to live my twenties like separately. I'll see you in 10 years. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's, and Storm always says it's too. It's like, you're lucky because you get so much more time together. Like if exactly. you had met when you're 30, like you lose those 10 years. And I think you just, you know, each other so well, like, because you, uh, Storm and I started dating when we were 19, but like, oh, so, oh my God. well, especially for you guys though, like knowing him at 16, like no one will know him better than you. Like you've seen him through so many phases. Like, I think that's so special in a relationship. I so agree. Yeah. Like all of our memories, like the more memories you have with someone, the more like meaningful, I feel like your life becomes. And yeah. just thinking about all the memories with, with Thomas, just, it, it excites me and it yeah. makes me really happy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are so cute. I love when he like makes an appearance in your vlogs for like a second. 
<laughs> he's so funny he literally he turns on his like humor only when the camera is on I yeah. swear and I'm like what are you doing and he's like yeah. oh, like they'll find it funny and I'm like yeah <laughs> just be yourself <laughs> oh my god he needs a channel <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be yeah. so funny yeah no that's good well that that's I think that's like such a unique thing and like you said it's so nice like grow up with someone I love that you said that I think that's so sweet Thanks. Yeah. I think I like, am such a believer that like you share your life with people, maybe not like one Mm -hmm. person if like you don't choose to have a partner, but if you're lucky to find somebody that you want to share your life with, like how amazing could life be then if you have someone to share those memories with. So I just feel lucky that I, that I found him at such a young age and that like, we've been able to grow up together. Yeah, totally. And I think it almost, cause you know, there's like that triangle. It's like, relation or love life friendship career or something I think when you are with somebody you almost like you just can focus more on other things like not that you're like so overwhelmed the thought of like I need to find somebody but I think it almost just allows you to like focus on yourself more in a way like you're like I'm good like I have a solid relationship like I feel comfortable like I don't need to like think about it so much and I feel like a lot of the times like we spend so much time thinking about dating and stuff and like you can just spend those times thinking about other things and like your career or like friendships and I don't know you know what I mean yeah no that's such that's such a good point yeah like if you know that you have comfort in one space then you can actually focus on other parts of your life that like that you have the time to now so yeah I feel very like lucky because I know it's it's not easy meeting someone to act in your young 20s like if Thomas yeah. and I ever broke up what would I do to meet somebody new I have no idea so I just feel I lucky that like that I have him I know I th- I don't know I feel like I would be like on all the apps like me too <laughs> the I'd dating apps just seem so fun but maybe they're not I don't know <laughs> like no I so I'm just intrigued I'm like my profile would be like hey it's 2021 <laughs> I know <laughs> I know I know and like setting your hinge profile I'm like that just seems fun like I want to answer questions about myself and like pick me the best too. photos yeah. <laughs> so that's so true people have very witty profiles like all my friends show me their like answers to their blurbs and I'm like that's so clever I'm not that clever I know yeah no we'd be we'd be throbbing on the apps (laughs) (laughs) we should just make a fake one just have fun yeah (laughs) just completely troll people oh my god okay well I think that was everything we had to talk about today this was so much fun thank you for coming on the podcast Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I feel like I didn't even like re- record a podcast interview. It's just <laughs> nice to like hang out and talk. Oh, good. I'm glad. I know. I feel the same. Like, yeah, I, I feel like anyone who watches your vlogs too, like that's just your personality. I feel like you're very just like open and yourself and chill. And yeah, this is so <laughs> fun. Thank you for being thank on. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, plug all your stuff. Like where can people find you, follow you, all that stuff. You can find me on Instagram, Jenna X Hong, and then my YouTube channel is just my name. Um, I have a website, Jerry, who I mentioned earlier, he actually coded a whole website for me, like out of nothing. So you guys should definitely check that out because he spent a lot of time on it. And I have like digital freebies with like, um, with iPhone backgrounds and just other random stuff. I don't know. Go check out the website because I really appreciate that he put the time into it. And yeah, that's where you can find me cool well everyone go subscribe check out a website or instagram i like i said a, a million times i'm a huge fan so um oh, thank yeah. you cool okay well thank you for being on the podcast and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye